It's time to check in with a great friend of the podcast. Of course, been joining us throughout the entire football season and checking out periodically throughout the offseason as well. That's Connor Pay. We'll talk about what offseason workouts are going like for him, how school's going, BYU basketball, and who knows what else. We've got your questions that are coming via our subtext community. It's all ahead on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, and we are brought to you today by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, please welcome in now BYU team captain and all-around a good dude, a good friend of the podcast, Connor Pay, back with us, uh, checking in from his off season. Uh, Connor, what's up, my man? How are you? Good. What's going on, bro? It's good to be back. It's been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks. So I want to start off with this. It's obviously basketball season, and I'm going to ask you right now. Besides yourself, who is the best hooper on the BYU men's football uh, BYU football team, in your opinion? Currently, besides yourself, obviously, because I know you're a hooper. Oh man, I I've played a lot less with the guys on the team now. Okay, so this is hard. This is man, this is tough. I don't know if I can answer that. I I don't know if I I just haven't played enough with these guys because we had like a group uh-huh. before that were all high school basketball players. Okay, like me, Blake, Isaac, Puka, Jaron. Um, Neil Pau, all those guys, and we would go play like once or twice a week, all off season long. So I played with them a bunch, and we don't really we don't get to do that very often anymore. Um, let's see who's really solid. Um, <laughs> man, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> um, well, why you ponder that? Can I ask you another question? Yeah, let quick? me. Let me sit on that for a little bit. I'll get back to you. Well, because you, you talk about that run that you guys had. You said Jaron, Blake, Puka. Uh, I don't know who else you mentioned. There are multiple NFL guys that were in that. How, how cool yeah. is that to think that you were playing with dudes who were at the pro level? And uh, I, I'm anticipating you being at the pro level relatively in the near future as well. How cool is that to think that all these dudes were once upon a time playing together on, on a basketball court? I mean, it is pretty cool. It was a good year. Maybe there's a correlation. Who knows? Uh, I'm a I'm a huge supporter of multi-sport athletes. I think specializing in high school is one of the dumbest things you can do as an athlete. Um, and you know, and I guess that that's that's held pretty true. I don't know. I think uh, I think I saw I saw some stat. This could be wrong, but I read it somewhere that it was like almost it was like ninety or ninety-one percent of all NFL draft picks played multiple sports in high school. 
That would not surprise me in the least because you look at these guys and their background typically tells you, okay, he was a star in football, but guess what? He also played basketball or he ran track or he was a baseball player. Because I know like Brady Christensen, for example. Uh, Brady, you know Brady very well. I remember yeah. the whole story about him. He was a center fielder for Bountiful High School. Like, yeah. The thought that he's a left tackle playing in the NFL, he's playing some guard as well for the Panthers. But still, the fact that the idea of him being a center fielder in baseball at the size <laughs> he ended up uh, just incredible to consider. I know, it's crazy. All right, so uh, obviously with it being a, a basketball season, it takes a lot, some of the attention away from BYU football, but you guys are kind of in the middle of your off-season workouts, winter workouts as they call them, and it's a, it's a period of time that you guys are essentially, this is the time to put on strength, uh, work on uh, your flexibility, work on speed. It's essentially the time to get better, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, especially in the winter, as you're kind of preparing your body for spring ball, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is definitely, there's, there's kind of the strength staff has kind of broken it up into two main phases where weeks one and two are kind of more tissue prep, okay. uh, where, cause you, you have to, you have to prepare your body to, to lift and train in that way. Um, and you know, I think, uh, you know, that's been, that was a little bit of an issue in the past sometimes is we would just jump right into it and there would be some injuries, uh, soft tissue injuries, especially. And so we spent two weeks, you know, where it was just, um, building up our legs in terms of running and, and those types of things. And then really high volume in the weight room. Um, not so much really heavy weight. Um, a lot of eccentrics and isometrics just to kind of prepare your muscles for the bigger loads and, and the more force that's going to be put on your body in weeks, really three through eight. Um, as we prep for spring ball. So now we're in week three right now. So we've kind of made that transition out of, out of tissue prep and, um, you know, everyone uh, gets put into kind of there's, there's, there are three specific categories based on what your body needs, mm-hmm. um, which is a new thing that this strength that staff has introduced uh, this off season um, where it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a volume group. Uh, there's, there's a, um, there's a, uh, a power group and then there's a velocity group. Okay. So, um, or a force group might not be a uh, power, might be force, but anyways, there's, they've used all kinds of data now and they have us using these force plates and different things like that. And, uh, um, to kind of figure out where everyone's deficiencies are. And then you'll get placed into one of those three groups, and then you're you're everyone. So everyone's uh, everyone's lift. You're do all doing the same general things, but the sets and reps and the speeds you need to hit and the weight you put on the bar is all very specific to your needs. So it's been it's been really interesting to be a part of it so far. But yeah, it, but to go back to your question, this is definitely the time to prep your body. And a lot of people, including myself, I've put on probably about fifteen to eighteen pounds since the season ended. Um, just to kind of, cause I was, once you get to the end of the season, it's just hard to keep weight on and you're just fighting to find to find it. Now that I'm not actually playing football right now, just training, my body's adapting to it a lot better. And, uh, you know, I was able to keep some of that muscle mass on a little bit easier. Um, and so, and I've always liked to go into spring ball a little heavier just cause it helps you stay healthier. Okay. Uh, throughout you can kind of handle the blows a little bit better and then when we come back in the end of spring and summertime that kind of gear up for fall camp it'll probably be something similar 
Okay, I've got two questions, but uh, first one, uh, which group is Connor Pay currently in uh, of those three you mentioned? I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet. So uh, we have the, we're in the, we just got out of week two and then we're doing the final testing. Got it. Okay. Um, and then, uh, then we'll each get put into those groups. Now, soft tissue injuries, and trust me, I, I've done this podcast for five and a half years now, Connor, and I've done almost 1,500 episodes. And I yeah. can tell you that I'm 50 of them uh, have had somebody at some point during a football season, why does BYU have so many soft tissue injuries? And uh, <laughs> for the life of me, I don't have, I don't ever have an adequate answer. Cause first off, I didn't go to school to do athletic training. I studied history sure. and now I work in sports media. So I am the most unqualified person to address it as if anybody, if anybody out there, but I, I think BYU fans can appreciate the fact that you're talking about coach Phyllis instituting that system where he's trying to build you guys up to where you avoid those soft tissue injuries injuries how, how I guess just answer me this how different is that as compared to previous off-season workout uh, regimen you've been through um it's it's a lot different and I think uh I mean it, it's a lot different in the way they kind of execute it I think uh the one person who I felt like really did a good job of this was new okay. PC. Yeah. he was over the offense and defensive lines and I thought he took really good care of us in terms of that type of stuff and I, I credit him a lot for kind of laying my physical foundation as as a, as a player and to the point where I've never even missed a practice for because of injuries and so um and, and through four seasons and and uh and so I thought he was pretty good at it but I think just the overall emphasis um on preparing your tissues takes a lot of pressure off your joints yeah where it was like a lot of the stuff we would do, like they're still they're still grinding us to a, down to a stump right now. But the difference is is your muscles are extremely sore, and the next day and hurting, but our joints aren't. Okay. And I think that's kind of the one of the major differences. Whereas before, a lot of times, you know, we'd come out of there and you know your shoulders and your knees are really hurting. You know, um, so I think uh, you can you cannot you can change the approach to be smarter and safer without losing any intensity. Um, and, and I think that's what this staff has done. So it's been awesome. All right, I got a couple more questions about strength and conditioning. We'll also talk a little bit more about the offseason as a whole. We'll get into that here momentarily before we do that, though. I do need to remind you guys, uh, make sure you join our subtext community. We're going to have some questions from Connor uh, for Connor here in just a little bit. If you want to submit questions like this in the future, join our subtext community today, and we'll have more with Connor Pay coming up here in just a moment right here on Locked on Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Now, Game Time's been with us for months now. The best part about Game Time is they want to get you guys out to the events you guys want to go to. Whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater, no matter what you're into, they have got the options for you. The best part is all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket right now with the promo code VEGAS100. Think about that. If you want to go to the big game in Vegas, and we're here in Utah, it's about as close as the Super Bowl is going to get probably in our lifetime. Uh, you can get $100 off when you get a big game ticket. Once again, with that promo code VEGAS100. Best part is with Killer. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets today. And the best part is it can go to anything you want to go to. Like I said, we are talking about the big game, but no matter what it is, theater, comedy, uh, other sporting events, they've got the options for you guys. And they also have their game time guarantee, which also means you'll get your best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row four less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now. Once again, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with promo 
promo code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the GameTime app today. Use the promo code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S-100, for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use the promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Either way, you can save some money and have some fun along the way. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to remind you guys we have a brand new channel on the Locked On Network. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7. Cover the top sport, sto- sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. All right, continuing on now with Connor Pay, BYU team captain. Uh, now, Connor, you talked a little bit about what the strength staff is doing to get you guys ready for spring ball and obviously just the season ahead. But I wanted to ask you, uh, Coach Phyllis, you you mentioned a couple, uh, I think it was two appearances ago, the fact that he came in late in the process last year, really only had like the summer to work with you guys. I want to ask you about how he is uh, doing in your opinion, but also, more importantly, BYU has a full complement of the NCAA maximum five strength and conditioning coaches that are working with Coach Phyllis. And then you also can add Dr. Main and and, and obviously uh, uh, Colby Clawson, Dr. Colby Clawson to to the mix there. How important is that whole group for you guys as a team? I think it's massive. Um, I think, in my opinion, you know, Coach Phyllis has done a phenomenal job. And, and, you know, he brought in coaches uh, like – like Tanner Mayer mm-hmm. to be his assistant director of strength and conditioning. Both of them come from the SEC. Um, and, you know, uh, Coach Tupo came from Oregon. Coach Ishmael uh, coming from uh, Army. And, and so these, these are guys that have been at, at big programs and, and, you know, know how this is supposed to be done. And you can tell. It shows, you know. And, um, and, and like, yeah, I, he did come in late in the process last year. So he didn't have enough time to completely change the system we were using. Um, you know, he just kind of had to, he had like two months to get us ready for fall camp. And so he kind of had to do a little molding of basically what, you know, we had been doing that off season and, uh, and then, but now this January was the first time he's kind of been able to fully introduce his program. And, you know, I think it's been great. And, you know, Colby kind of, being in charge of it all as the the associate AD over all this stuff, and and then bringing in Doc Main to be the you know the director of sports science, you know it has been huge. And the way they complement each other, um, because you know that doesn't always happen, especially in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's egos can get in the way. People can be territorial, but it's like this this staff is like this, and you know, and and when there's something specifically like uh, for speed and agility and stuff, they let. Doc main kind of helped design that. And then, you know, every, every coach has what they're really good at. And, you know, at least, at least from a player's perspective, it seems like coach Phyllis is letting everyone kind of thrive with what they know. And he's not, uh, uh, and he's not, uh, you know, trying to be dominant because he's the, he's the director of all this, you know, he's, he's getting the most out of everyone on his staff and it's, and it's made a huge difference for us as players. And it's already, it's already his culture is already kind of seeping through to the team in a really positive way. Now, remind me, Coach Mayer, he was at BYU last season, correct? Yes, he okay. came in. He came in midway through the season, though. Okay, 
I so yeah. I, I know he, I know he showed up late. I remember him, and I remember the first time I heard him. It, he was he came out, and we were at their media availability. We were just kind of hobnobbing <laughs> around waiting for practice, and all of a sudden, just this booming voice. And all of a sudden, I turn around. And I'm like, that must be Coach Mayer, because he 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 screams strength coach just with his. his oh yeah. The, it, it, it just the way he looks, the his demeanor. I was just like, yeah, that's a strength and conditioning coach right there. He knows what he's doing. That's how, that's honestly how they all are, you know, <laughs> coach, uh, coach, uh, coach Tanner, especially uh-huh. just uh, quintessential str- division one strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. They're, they're a different breed. There's no doubt about yes, that. Very, very much so. <laughs> all right. So you answer one part of a question that Donovan, our, one of our subtext uh, community members uh, said, and he wanted me to ask about the strength and conditioning coach. He also wanted me to ask, me, ask you about Kevin Gilbride. Now he's the tight ends coach. He, along with TJ Watts, were the, the two new hires for BYU on that, on that coaching staff. But uh, from your observation, how does coach Gilbride uh, fit in? What do you know about him, et cetera? Um, I don't know a lot about him personally yet because kind of right when he got hired, they sent him right on the recruiting trail just because it's that time of year. So he's been, he's been able to be in the building a little bit, but not a ton. And so, you know, and the chances that I've had to interact with him seems like it's going to be a great fit. Um, just from a philosophy perspective and, and from a coaching style, I think he, I think he meshes well with the tight ends. Um, and I mean, obviously his, his coaching history speaks for itself. You know, you don't, uh, you don't stay, um, you don't stay as a tight ends coach in the NFL for as long as he did without doing something right. And obviously coaches having trust in you and, and what you do. And so I thought that was a, that was a great hire by A-Rod and Kalani. And, uh, um, you know, I think he, I think he's going to be killer. And I think, uh, I think he and Coach Woods will complement each other really well in the run game, you know, with Coach Woods as our run game coordinator. Um, and, you know, obviously if they brought Coach Gilbride in, then Coach Woods felt like he would be a good fit on that front too as the run game coordinator. And so, you know, I'm really, really excited about it. Those guys have, you know, obviously I've spent more time with Coach Woods, but um, you know, I think it's going to be a great fit. Now, I said T.J. Watt because I've got NFL on the brain, apparently, but T.J. <laughs> Woods, obviously, so my apologies on that. But uh, how is Coach Woods doing? Uh, how much more interaction have you had with him? Is uh, Have your opinions changed at all on him? Definitely not. Opinions definitely have not changed. If anything, they just continue to go in, in that direction. I've had tons of meetings with him now and, and, and it's hard sometimes too because they've sent him on the recruiting trail as well and I know that he he wants to be with us and you know teaching and learning and you know obviously with NCAA rules you know you're a little limited on how much direct time you can spend with your position coach and um and so we kind of have to navigate that but um you know I personally I've spent hours with him just going over his philosophies and you know what? How he views me as a player and areas I can improve, and and just trying to learn his system. You know, just because especially when you're playing center, you kind of have to be the coach's brain on the field a little bit, so you can kind of, you know, you can do what he wants you to do, but just live in the moment. And so I'm just trying to soak up as much as I can from him, so I can I can be that for him and and do things the way he wants them done. And I think it's going to help our team and help me as an individual too. All right, one other question real quick here uh, comes from Matthew, and this obviously looks a little bit ahead because you mentioned you're in th- the third week of an eight-week process here with uh, winter yeah. workouts. But uh, Matthew asked this, can you ask Connor what he is most excited for in spring practice to come? 
I think I'm just, I think I'm most excited uh, for just this team. It's very new. A lot of, a lot of different players. Some, some people have come back too, but a lot of unproven guys who are going to get a chance to, you know, to do something. There's competition at every position, you know, and it's, and I think that's something that we, we lacked a little bit last year of that kind of that threat that you could lose your spot if you don't perform up to expectations. And I don't think that'll be the case at all this year, similar to a shift we saw in, in defense last year. Um, and I think that's good. That's on its way for the, for the offense. And, uh, and so I'm pretty excited to see how people respond to that. And it's exciting for me, someone who's going to, who's coming into their fourth year as a starter where it's like, you know, I have to go out every day in spring ball and prove to coach Woods that I belong in that spot. And then that's, that's exciting for me. And, uh, and at the same time, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of learn how to implement what he's taught us because there's obviously going to be scheme and, uh, you know, philosophy adjustments and how we handle things. And so there are some things that will definitely look similar, but there's also things that are going to be very different. And so getting a chance to learn those and put them into practice because I've, I've been in the same system for so long now that for me it's pretty exciting to be like, hey, we're doing, we're doing this differently now. And to go get to practice that and to kind of broaden my horizons as a player, um, I'm pretty excited about that as well. But just the overall competition, seeing how the team responds and, you know, the, the culture that's being uh, built and, uh, you know, that trickles down from Kalani to the strength and conditioning staff. And I hope we carry that into spring ball. I'm pretty excited to see what happens. Well, yeah, it'll be, it'll be obviously be, we'll see how that all goes. You got a, a week's a few. It feels like it's more than uh, five weeks away, but it really is coming that quickly. So uh, we'll have plenty of coverage and lead up to that. But got a few more questions from our subtext meeting. We'll get to here in just a moment with Connor Pay right here on Locked On Cougars. More in a moment, right here on the podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, the NFL season is rolling on with the playoffs, the AFC and NFC Championships games this weekend. If you want to get in on the action, do it with our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Think about that. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. It's as simple as that, my friends. The app is super easy to use. The best part is they got every uh, single type of betting option you want out there. Spreads, player props, Super Bowl predictions, what you're into. Uh, you also can check out live same game parlays, find bets in the new explore tab, or you can go to the parlay hub and it's the best place to find parlays that you can obviously double, triple, even whatever, uh, quadruple your winnings with those parlays as well. So take advantage of it now, my friends, and go to fanduel.com slash locked on and get started today. Make your first bet a layup. Once again, it's fanduel.com slash locked on today. Uh, get started with the NFL. If you have other interests, NBA, college hoops, uh, and otherwise, they've got it all for you guys, but it's all courtesy your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Uh, continuing on now with Connor Pay and Connor. Uh, uh, so there is obviously uh, two big games this weekend. I'm this is one I'm just selfishly going to ask because uh, I'm going to be watching. I'm sure you'll be watching the AFC and NFC title games. Uh, who are you picking to go to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, I am a little biased, but. Yo, this is hard because I've, I've always loved the 49ers. My man. My dad My dad played for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so it's like they. I've always – but, man, I love the Lions right now. <laughs> I've been a big fan of Dan Campbell for a long time. 
Uh, and it's kind of, it's fun to watch, you know, guys like Penne out there for the Lions, who is a buddy of mine in high school, and see how well he's doing. And, you know, I just – you want – just their story, you want that team to be successful. So that game, it's like – I'm probably putting the Lions right here and the 49ers, like, right here. I, can, I want the Lions <laughs> to etch it out. I don't know if they'll be able to do it. The 49ers are playing really well. Um, and then on the other side, I do love Lamar Jackson, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs, you know, okay. go with Big Red, go with Andy Reid. All right. Uh, and the Chiefs and uh, the our man, Matt Bushman. And uh, so uh, I think uh, I think I'm going to – I'm hoping for a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl, but we'll see. Now, I, I, you know me, I'm a Niners fan as well. That's what I, my team grew yeah. up with. I, I, Kansas City and 49ers, I'm a Jersey guy who like looks at like uh, uniform matchups. That matchup, uniform-wise, would be awful for the Super Bowl. Now, if you get the Lions and the Chiefs together, like you're kind of mentioning, that's a pretty elite uh, uniform. A blue on red? Yeah, come on yeah. now. That would be pretty yeah. fun. But we'll see how it all shakes out. It should be pretty fun there. All right, we had another question sent in here uh, from uh, Christian. And he asked this, uh, Connor, uh, what can you tell us about Gary Bohannon since he arrived on campus? Gary's, Gary's been awesome. Man, it's, been, it's been pretty fun to you know start to get to know him a little bit. And, and obviously we haven't done a whole lot uh, in terms of the offense as a team yet. Uh, you know, as we get a little closer to spring ball, that's when we'll kind of start those PRPs and and uh, and things like that. So, you know, I haven't really had a chance to watch him, you know, kind of do his thing other than when he's just out throwing with the receivers or doing something like that more in a, you know, controlled setting. But, uh, you know, glad he's here. Add some depth to the quarterback room. And, and like I said, there's competition at every position. And, and as a, as a competitor, you got to welcome that because it'll elevate everybody's play. So, you know, and just, you know, he's, he's led, he's led teams to sugar bowl victories. And, you know, he's, he's, he's been a leader like that. He's very steady uh, as a person, someone you can rely on, you know, and it's, uh, uh, so it's been, it's been great having him here. Good to hear that. All right, Josh Glenn asked this question. He said, Jake, I asked a question before the Iowa State game this year, and Connor said it would be better to revisit the question after the season. So I'm going to ask the question again. The question (laughs) is, what does the team need from us as supporters and fans, and how can we as fans be better and improve? Signed, Josh Glenn. What a question. Um, And I do remember this because you did say I'd I'd, I'd, I'd be better suited to address it in the offseason. So let's see what you got. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, I just, there's really not a lot to complain about when it comes to the fans, even even when they're crapping on us. You know, it's like, I mean, that that comes with it. You know, I'm never going to be mad at that, especially if it's warranted. You know, and so um, I would say, I would say for fans that, you don't they don't realize how big of a deal social media plays in recruiting of high school players. When you when when their offer from BYU or their commitment blows up on Twitter and gets a thousand likes, versus you know scrolling past it and only getting a couple hundred, I'm I'm telling you it sounds very strange, but that makes a big difference to high school players and commenting on it, following the players. If we if we had ten thousand BYU fans liking, retweeting, commenting, following these recruits. Like, they would be fired up about BYU. It's a weird thing. I don't totally fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, but, but it, it's true. And it's kind of just the way it is. So that's for whatever reason, that's the first thing that kind of popped into my head in terms of something that fans can do um, because they already, they already do so well and, and helping us, supporting us, coming to all the games and, you know, being loud and, you know, even, uh, you know, cheering for us, even when sometimes we didn't deserve it. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's really not much to complain about. Well, you got first-hand knowledge of that because your younger brother, Austin, he is getting offers from everywhere right now. Yeah. Yeah, that poor kid, he doesn't even he doesn't even look at his phone half the time because it just <laughs> gives him a headache and stresses him out, all these messages he's got to respond to. I, I got no doubt that he's getting absolutely bombarded by different coaches. <laughs> I, and I, 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 here's the thing. A lot of people out there are like, well, what's the status of BYU? I don't, I, only he can answer that, really. Is that, that's the thing about it, right? Yeah. It's, only, no, it's, it's his decision. Like, obviously, you know, obviously, I can share a little bit about like what my experience has been at BYU. And, yeah. um, you know, and it, <laughs> I've, I've told him this, and I've been open about this. It's been an up-and-down one, you know, a little bit for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that has nothing to do with how much I love BYU because I bleed blue through and through and I have pretty much my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, there's just circumstances and people and things that make it challenging. But I, I will say that the, the, the recent changes on the staff um, and, you know, just the direction the program is headed now, um, I would say that uh, he's a lot more – He's a lot more interested in BYU now than he was previously. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he stands. I'm kind of just letting him do his thing. Like, hey, man, you've got a whole year before you got to decide, you know, where you want to go. And I'm just like, look, if you have questions or things, I'll more than happy. But I'm kind of just letting him. This is his recruitment. It's not mine or anybody else's. And so I'm kind of just like, hey, man, I'm here as a resource. And if you want it, great. If you don't, that's totally fine. Like, just just do your thing. And, I mean, obviously, would I love to have him come to BYU? Of course. You know, with me being here, our our, uh, our middle brother coming in June, mm-hmm. and then it would be pretty fun if, if Austin uh, came to BYU as well to kind of cap it off for all three of the, the pay boys to have made their way through BYU football. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see where he wants to go. You know, I'm, I'm going to support him either way. All right, so uh, next question here. We'll kind of fly through the rest of these real quick. It comes yeah. in from Weston. He said, Connor, I've got a three-part question for you. So I'm going to go through all three, all three, and you can just kind of answer them in succession here. So first one, which game from last season do you look back on and say that was a great game? Um, there's two that really come to mind. One of them we didn't win and one of them we did. The first one's, I think, the Arkansas game. And that, that was just one where, you know, we faced some adversity early and we rallied back as a team. And it was just it was just throwing haymakers back and forth until the very end of the game and we were able to come out on top. And so any anytime you're able to do that, especially against, you know, an SEC team, you know, that's 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 a lot of fun. And I think the second one is probably the Oklahoma game, where it was like the, that was the first time where the O line would come back to the sideline and we felt like ourselves again. Okay. You know, and we felt like, and we felt like this is, this is who we are as as an offensive line, and we were, had finally kind of found a way to get back to what what we should have been doing all year. All right, next question: Which game would you have liked to had five more minutes to play? Um, 
I mean, even though we already got two overtimes, it would have been nice to have a few more minutes at Oklahoma State. I think we would have been able to. I think we would have been able to pull that one out and get bowl eligible. Well, that that one came oh so close because that was that was about as tight a game as you could possibly hope for. In all honesty, all right. Then the final question from uh, Weston here. Uh, this one looks forward. And which game for the upcoming season are you most looking forward to, if there's one? The first one, Southern yeah, Illinois. Southern Illinois, when we get to freaking play football again, man, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Okay, I like that. Uh, all right, next one, Andy asked this, and he said, this is an interesting one, Connor, because I think you've addressed something like this in the past, but we'll ask it anyways. Uh, can you ask Connor what's the funniest, crazy, most intense thing, something that he may he's actually able to share on air, that a defensive lineman has ever said when they're digging in before the ball is snapped? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if there's a single one I can share <laughs> that doesn't incriminate him or incriminate me. I I can believe that. Because, um, uh, yeah, no, there, there's been some pretty heinous things that have been said, and there's been some pretty heinous things that have been said in return. <laughs> so I have to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hate to do it, but I'm gonna, let's do this podcast when I am no longer a member of the BYU football team. <laughs> Uh, come next uh, January when I'm go wherever I am, yeah. training and preparing for, you know, the NFL. Then maybe I can revisit that and share some stories when I when it can't come back to me. <laughs> I, I like that. It, it's called the confessional, man. We will do that absolutely. And it's we, we have a running joke with DJ and PK, the radio show I do on a daily basis. And David and Patrick have been doing their show for 21 years now, Connor. Yeah. And PK jokes all the time that he's going to do a tell-all show uh, when when they finally decide to call it quits. And who who knows how when that's going to happen? He said their final show. He is going to unload a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, I can respect that. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question uh, from our listeners here, and it goes back to basketball. And I know that you are a big basketball guy because you got a pretty good knowledge of this. But uh, Tyson asked this: What is Connor's prediction for the BYU Texas game tomorrow? Oh man, I mean, I, I think they're going to win. I do. I think I, I was at the Houston game on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, dude, they're they're a fun team to watch. They're good. You know, and I think uh, I think they they live and die by the three a little bit, which has kind of been their it's been their their savior, but also kind of their downfall in a, in a few games. And you know, I think if they can just figure out a few more ways to score consistently on offense when when the threes aren't falling, I think they can beat anybody in the country. Because I think uh, I think because like they're they're locked down on defense. They have I mean obviously you have a few mishaps throughout the game of course, but when it mattered most, those last three or four minutes of the Houston game they didn't allow a bucket. You know we got those little those little white guards running around, being scrappy and getting rebounds. You know Dallin Hall and Richie Saunders are in there you know, against these seven footers from Houston and getting boards and you know they're a fun team to watch play. And, and, you know, they're, they're good buddies, and so it's it's fun to watch them go and do their thing. But I think they're going to win. You know, I think Texas is a really talented team. But, you know, I think if they can just find out a way to score a little more consistently on offense when they're not hitting threes, then, you know, there won't be so much of this throughout the game where we go on a huge run and get up, and then we can't score, and then we let them back in, and then we do it again. And, you know, I think be able to close out a few more of these games. But, I mean, the Big 12 Conference in basketball is – it's the, I think uh, when I was on Ben Cribble's show yesterday, he kind of said it best. Of the, I think he said it's the it's the G League. Yeah, you know, it's not it ain't college, but it's it's G League. 
you know, and so it's uh there it's a gauntlet. And so I think it's that like that Houston game, every game is gonna be like that. And so I'm, I'm I expect the Texas game to be no different. You know, but those boys are they're they're fighting their butts off and it's fun to watch them play. Well, I was at the game as well. I was sitting there on media row, and when Noah Waterman hit that three to tie it up at 68, I was like, okay, if they get a buck, if they get the lead at any point here in the final two minutes and change, they're going to win that game. They just could not find that lead. Yeah, exactly. Tough to stop. It's like unfortunate. That. Yep. Hopefully they can bounce about Saturday. But Connor, uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of our, uh, I guess, our occasional check-ins throughout the off season. I uh, want to wish you the best of luck, obviously, with the off season workouts and the like school and all that. Uh, but appreciate yeah. appreciate you taking the time as always. And uh, we will talk again soon, maybe like pre Super Bowl or something like that. Sure. Of course. It's always fun coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Connor Pay. I'm Jake Hatch. A big thank you to all of you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, want to remind you guys, if you've not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, hit that uh, subscribe button. Also, hit the bell notification icon, so that way you know when a show drops. It gives you that uh, notification right away. And, of course, thanks again for making it your first listen today. Thank you to all of you once again who are everydayers with us here on the podcast. And until next time, my friends, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.